Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. What would you do if your child was diagnosed with an ultra-rare disorder? Well, Kelly Heger became a registered nurse to get the medical training that she needed to care for her daughter, Jillian, at home. Jillian has a condition called AADC deficiency, and today Kelly's an advocate for families coping with AADC. Kelly Heger joins us now along with her doctor, Irina Anselm, child neurologist at Boston Children's Hospital. Thank you both for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you, Neil, for having us. Well, Doctor, I do understand that you are a child neurologist at uh, Boston Children's. Give us a little bit of background, if you would, and then, Kelly, if you do the same. Uh, I've been a child neurologist for the past 20 years working at Children's Hospital and uh, uh, my spe- uh, Boston Children's Hospital, and uh, my I have special interest in uh, neurometabolic disorders and uh, neurogenetic conditions and uh, AADC deficiency or aromatic amino acid decarboxylase deficiency is a rare genetic disorder. And uh, Kelly's daughter has this condition and Kelly's going to tell her story. I'm Kelly Heger. I'm a mom. Um, I'm also um, married for 30 years and I have four children. And my daughter, Jillian, is the fourth child diagnosed with AADC. The fourth child in America or the fourth child anywhere? Fourth child in the world. Wow, incredible. Doctor, exactly how does AADC affect Kelly's child? AADC uh, deficiency affects the brain and uh, affects the entire body. And children with this condition, they present very early in the first months of life and sometimes even the first days of life. And yet many are not diagnosed up until much later and some remain undiagnosed. So these children, they have difficulty early on with feeding, with maintaining body temperature, uh, and later they develop severe problems with muscle tone, with involuntary contractions of their muscles, and we call this dystonia. They also have uh, spasms of their eye muscles, and uh, we refer to that as oculogenic crisis, these episodes when these children have their eyes uh, deviated upward, downward, and they may last for hours. And this is a very typical feature of this disease, and yet many children remain undiagnosed up until very late. Kelly, tell us how Jillian ended up being diagnosed, and what were your initial thoughts when you learned about this ultra-rare disorder? Absolutely. So when my daughter was born, we thought we brought home a healthy baby, but sadly, that wasn't the case. Um, Within a day within 24 hours after being home Jillian and I had to go I had to go back to the hospital because I wound up with an infection and while I was in the hospital we were in the emergency room where I didn't want my daughter because I was afraid she was going to get sick and it was winter time and cold so I asked my husband to take her for a walk and he did he ran into a nurse and that nurse saw him and said, oh, look at you, you look like such a proud daddy. And he's like, yeah, but you know, every time I kiss her, she feels cold. 
So that kind of started the whole journey leading up to our diagnosis. We found out that my daughter's temperature was 92 degrees, and they had said that she would have died within three hours had we not gone to the hospital that day. But we were released home about a month later, and unfortunately, Jillian was not, um, she was not re reaching her milestones. She slept 23 out of 24 hours. She felt listless in my arms like a floppy rag doll, but yet her hands remained fisted and her eyes could barely open. But right around three months of age, she started having oculogyric crises where her eyes would roll up into her head. Her eyes would dart side to side and then congregate and get forced inward. And then her body would simultaneously be postured dystonically in abnormal positions. Her limbs would twist, her neck would be forced, her back would arch. She'd have abnormal breathing. She couldn't control the saliva in her mouth. She mm -hmm. was choking. She was sweating from head to toe. And basically, her blood pressure would crash and she'd Stop breathing, and it was shortly after that that we got our diagnosis of AADC, and she was diagnosed the fourth in the world, and it was devastating. What prompted you to go so far as to get a nursing degree? I mean, obviously the love of your child, but most people don't decide to go into medicine in order to give care. Right, so this is a really complex disease, and what happens is the children sometimes have to undergo invasive procedures, and my daughter had, and I needed the knowledge to be able to care for her. So I took it upon myself to go back to school, get my degree, but also it helped me tremendously to communicate more with physicians and get a multidisciplinary team together so that we could treat her more appropriately. And you are doing quite a bit of work uh, as far as advocacy efforts are concerned. Yes, I am. I, I started the AADC Family Network, and in partnership with PTC Therapeutics, we're bringing awareness to this disease, helping families across the globe. Some families don't know where to turn, and they don't know what to do. And so they can learn more at aboutaadc.com. It's another area that they can go and learn more about this disease if they have questions. But my hope is to bring families together help them not feel alone and maybe help them, you know, with financial support if they need it. But thank you so much for having us today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, Dr. Anselm, from a medical standpoint, what's the most important uh, thing for people to know about this uh, rare disease? Uh, it's important to talk to your doctor if your child has cerebral palsy or seizure disorder, not responding to uh, seizure medications, uh, about this possibility of AADC deficiency. Uh, and we want to refer our audience to this website about aadc.com that Kelly already mentioned. And uh, thank you so much for having us and bringing awareness to this disease. Well, thank you both uh, Kelly Heger and Dr. Anselm for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. It's been a pleasure speaking with you both. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download, and anchor Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio. 